Hey, thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you came. I hope you enjoyed today's message. you guys today? Okay. There we go. Tiff knows what's up. Okay, how are you guys doing today? I like that. I like that. Not everybody is, uh, is probably actually doing, you know, like that good, but, you know, it helps me a little bit. So I appreciate whenever you guys give me a little bit of feedback. If you talk to me a little bit, I need that, okay? Uh, my, my wife would tell you our son was up until about 3 a.m. last night, so by extension, so were we. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, so I need your energy, man. I need it. And more than anything, there we go. And more than anything, I feel the need for the Holy Spirit to empower the words that I'm saying. I've done everything I can to, to prepare for this, but uh, I need the Spirit. I need him to empower me. So if you would, uh, just, just pray with me for a second, okay? Father, we ask <clears throat> that you would show up in a mighty way. God, you're already doing that. Your, your presence is already here, Father, but we want more than that, God. We want your glory to fall here. We want you to be lifted up, God. We want your spirit to be manifest here. We want to see you move. So God, I pray that you would use God, the tools of, of, of my voice, God, and the, the, the things that you've put on my heart, God, uh, as, I, as I dive into the scripture here for your children, Lord, we just ask that you would be glorified and lifted up more than anything, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so here's the thing. All right, I need to ask you guys a couple questions, all right? Do you guys love Christmas? Okay, all right, so here's the thing. I want to know, do you like Giving gifts or receiving gifts? Better. Okay, so if you like giving gifts, throw up a hand. Okay. I got, we got some givers. If you like getting gifts, put up your hand for me right now. Okay. Heard that. I'm kind of split both ways. I love it both. All right? Uh, okay, so here's, this is a controversial one right here, okay? So when it comes to Christmas trees, are you white lights or colored lights? So if you're white lights, throw up a hand. I'm a white light dude. I like my lights to be all pretty, uniform. If you're colored light people, throw up your hands. I'm talking about fruity pebble looking. Y'all are crazy people. Just crazy. All right, here's, uh, we're, getting, we're getting controversial again here, okay? All right. Are you an eggnog person? All right, if you're an eggnog person, come on. Where's my people at? Love Fern Dairy, that's what's up. We know it. All right, if you're not an eggnog person, put up a hand so we know who to shun people, man. I love Christmas. I love the, uh, the Christmas season. I love enjoying all the decorations, all the Christmas lights, all that stuff. I love it. And you know what? I owe a lot of that to my dad. Uh, I've got a picture of him, actually. Uh, he is 
uh, he was just the Christmas guy, right? Like, we used to go driving at night and looking at Christmas, Christmas lights. Um, he loved, he would decorate the house. We had this, like, peaked roof, and he would, like, stack chairs up to, like, string lights around the top of our, our living room. And, uh, and I remember, he, man, my dad loves giving gifts. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of like both. I like getting gifts, but I also like giving gifts. Like, my sister is, like, the biggest giver I know. Like, she wants to give stuff, give stuff to people. She loves giving. Me, I'm like, yeah, I like that. But, like, you know, like, if you got something for me, that's nice, too. Um, <clears throat> in fact, you know what? I owe a lot of the things uh, about myself to my dad and, and my relationship with him. And speaking of Christmas gifts, uh, I wanted to share with you guys one of my very favorite Christmas gifts that I ever received. And it's this. It's a book. Um, I, growing up, was in love with fiction. I love books. I love stories. I love storytelling. Everything about it is, is, is just the best for me. So I would spend hours and hours just pouring through books. And one Christmas, whenever I was about in middle school, my parents got me this particular book. It's a, uh, a, a full version of all seven books of the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. This is one of my favorite gifts of all time. Uh, and to be honest, I, I actually, my mom probably uh, was the one who was, had the idea because she always pays attention to the things that I love. Um, but this book was like transformational for me because it's a retelling, really, of the redemption story of Jesus. It's cool. It's, I love it. There's, there's, you know, basically, long story short, this, this little girl takes a trip. Uh, she steps into a wardrobe, which is like standing closet, and she... It winds up in a world where it's wintertime. Um, it was summer in her world, it's winter here, and she meets uh, a character, his name is Mr. Tumnus, and he tells her about all these good times that they had and all these things, and then he tells her that something kind of weird, like he says that it's always winter but never Christmas. Like, okay, I need, I need, I need another, another show of hands here. Who are my winter people? Winter people, no, I'm, I, I need to clarify this, okay? I'm talking cold-blooded, winter sport-loving, wool-wearing, get-up-at-4-a.m.-to-shovel-snow kind of winter people. How many of those do we have? Heard that. I will be giving you all a call to come shovel my driveway. Um, no, I love winter. If it was me, I would, I would take winter all year round. I love it. I grew up in the south where it's hot and humid. Give me the winter for the rest of my life. I love it. I know you guys are going to want to string me up. But here's the thing. What if you had to live through a hundred years of it? Like straight. Like a hundred years of winter. I don't know, man. A hundred years, that, that's a lot. You know, eventually you get tired of shoveling. You get tired of wool. starts to itch a little bit. There's no bugs. That's, that's, that's a good thing. But if you had to live through a hundred years of it, you'd kind of get tired of it. You'd get a little bit it will wear on you, right? See, the thing is that in our lives, right, stuff happens, yeah? Things go wrong, and we tend to live our lives a lot like it's always winter but never Christmas. We tend to look at our lives as though, man, it's, you know, everything's bad. I'm really tired of this. I'm really sick of, of all this stuff that I've been going through. I'm really... Um, you know, I'm really, it's, it, the winter in my life is wearing on me. 
I wish that everybody in the world grew up in a home like I did and had parents who loved them and took care of them and had a warm place to sleep at night. Not everybody's life is like that. Maybe your life isn't like that at all. Maybe it's a lot more difficult. Maybe you feel like you don't have all you need. Maybe it's not like that. Maybe, maybe you did have a good family. But maybe the stuff that you're facing is like issues at work. You really feel stuck in a dead-end job. You really feel like, you know what? If I got to keep doing this, 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 I don't have hope. Maybe you feel like your finances are a wreck. Or you have drama in your family. And all of these things can make it feel like winter in your life. All those things can make it feel like you have lost hope. I remember, for us, for my family, um, we kind of fell into a season of, like that. Uh, November 27th, two years ago, 2019, um, I got a call from my sister that morning, we were about to go on vacation with our family. We were all going to meet up in Tennessee. And she gave me a call and said, hey, dad collapsed at work. They got an ambulance. They're taking him to the hospital. And, uh, you know, it's, it, in my brain, I'm like, I, my, like, my dad casually called me one morning and told me that he rolled his car three times. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a scratch on my elbow. You know, like, like nothing ever touches my dad. And then a little while later, I got another phone call, and she said, hey, dad didn't make it. And it, it, it really seemed like winter for a while in my life. Not everybody is dealing with loss, but I know we do, we do have a lot of people right now who are in that season. They're dealing with loss. There's a lot of people who are facing financial issues in their families. There are a lot of people who have broken relationships. Sorry. I want to read you guys a scripture in Isaiah 9, verses 2 through 7. It says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. I want you to listen to this. Verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Here's the thing. What you need to know about this scripture is that it is prophetic. This is scripture that is happening in the past and it is telling you about the future. And what happens is that Israel, the nation, goes from hearing from God on a regular basis to three, four hundred years of silence. They go from being a nation that is, in fact, led by God to a nation that has no idea where God is leading them. It was winter in Israel. All of the good things that were there were suddenly gone. And then the scripture says, those who walk in darkness will see a great light. The great light that comes. Spoiler alert. It happens in Bethlehem. It happens when Jesus shows up. You need to understand this scripture is about us who are lost in darkness as well as it is about Israel. And you have to understand that Jesus sees us in our despair and he looks at it like this. He sees people who are walking in darkness and says, I will be their light. For those who lived in, live in darkness, I will shine. I will give more to, to Israel. I will enlarge their nation. And the people will rejoice. And I will be their wonderful counselor, their mighty God, their everlasting father, their prince of peace, because he doesn't want us to sit in the middle of winter. He doesn't want us to sit in the middle of our despair. He doesn't want to leave you as you are. What do you do when you're in the middle of winter? I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit speaks to more than just me. Because this morning, we already sang it. I choose to praise, to glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. What do you do? You worship him. You lift him up. Because Jesus came to bring you hope in your winter. He came so that you didn't have to stay stuck in your despair. He came so that you don't have to be stuck in the middle of your suffering. No matter what you're dealing with. The way that I see it, there's a couple of ways that we get stuck in despair. One is external things. You know, you're facing a rough situation. You're dealing with pain, whether that's emotional, mental, physical. Your finances. Things like that. Or maybe you're dealing with loss. 
Maybe it's the loss of a loved one, or the loss of a job, or the loss of security in your life, or maybe, just maybe, was the loss of trust because someone's betrayed you. And there's sickness. Sometimes the problem is in you. Our broken relationships. See, those are all things that come at us. The other way that you get stuck in despair is being separated from God. And what is the thing that causes a rift between you and God? It's sin. What does that mean? That means what God's word says for us to do. We are going against that and insisting on our own will. God, I know that you say to do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to do it my way. Insisting on your will instead of God's will. See, the cool thing about about the whole situation is that, like that scripture said, Jesus sees us in darkness and he says, I'm going to come and be the light for you. Because if you're in pain, he is comfort. If you're experiencing loss, then he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. If you're sick, then he's the great physician. If you're broken and you have broken relationships, he is a wonderful counselor. And if you are lost in your sin, he is forgiveness. It is time for us to take a step. toward the end of winter in our lives. Jesus is here to be your hope. He is here to change the climate in your life. So how do you find hope when you seem to be living in eternal winter? I know it's great. Jesus is all these things, but what do I do with it? The first thing, let's start at the bottom. If you're in sin, and your sin is separating you from God, it's time to accept his forgiveness. It's time to repent, which to repent means not just to say I'm sorry, but it means to turn around and go the other direction. So if you're walking away from God's will, it's time to start walking towards it. If you're walking away from his commandments, it's time to accept them and start moving towards them. If your heart is hard to the story of the gospel, it's time for you to soften your heart and say, God, you know what? I might not understand all of it, but I receive it. That's the first thing. Accept his gift. The second thing you need to do is get in community with other people. We need to let God use other people in our lives. Okay? They say no man is an island, right? But there's a lot of people who are trying to be islands. 
And you know what? A deserted island with only you on it is a very lonely place. If you are living that life, it is time to join in community with other people. How do you do that? We have a great vehicle for that here. They're called crews. We have all kinds of different groups where you can get involved with people who are doing Bible study, who are just doing life together, who are doing fun activities together, who are gathering together on a weekly basis and joining in community, encouraging each other to seek after God in deeper, more connected ways. You need other people. And thirdly, how do you do this? How do you find hope in Christ? How, how, how do we let him change our situation? You need to let yourself be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to accept the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You need to let it change and transform you. You need to let him abide in you. Because the Bible says this, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I don't know about you, but none of those things sound like despair to me. That doesn't sound like winter to me. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Those are things that naturally grow out of your life when you have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Yeah, that needs, y'all need to like raise up some cheer for that because that needs to be, we need to emphasize what God is doing in our hearts and lives Because it's important for you as an individual to not stay in your winter. But here's the bigger, here, here's an even bigger thing that, that you need to understand is that your story of coming out of your winter is going to help somebody else get out of theirs. The story doesn't end for me in winter. After my dad's passing, it wasn't just, we're not just still sitting there. God allowed me to accept my dad's passing. Why? Because I spent time worshiping and praying. And I understand that as much as I love my dad, he is now in the presence of his creator. He's in the presence of an almighty God who loves him more than I ever could. And if I could ask him to come back, I wouldn't. My job is to share that. If you're in despair, there are things that you can do by accepting the gift of salvation, joining in community with others, and let yourself be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? There's other practical things that you can do. If your despair is due to something like financial constraints, we have resources to help you with that. Financial peace. That's a thing. If you are dealing with loss, I'll tell you what worked for me, spending time in prayer and worship and seeing a counselor. 
talking to somebody about my grief. It sounds a lot like joining in community with others, doesn't it? If you're facing, if you're facing sickness, we have a God who heals. So today, the thing that I want you to understand more than anything, if you don't get anything out of this, okay? When you are in winter and you are in despair, Jesus is hope for you. Usually, until Christmas, we kind of skate over one of the names of Jesus, right? We come back to a lot of these things because it's in the, the scriptures that we read about Christmas. But I want to draw your attention to one name that's given to Jesus. Emmanuel. That word, if you're not familiar with it, means God with us. Okay, and we tend to think about it this way, okay? That that means that God physically became a human and came to earth. He literally, physically came to be with us, right? Okay, that's cool, that's great, that's true. But let's go even further with that. Emmanuel, God with us, what does that look like? Jesus came and lived a perfect life without sin and was sacrificed on a cross. He was crucified. And whenever he breathed his last breath, it says that a veil in the temple was torn between what they called the most holy place and the rest of the temple, which signified the veil between God and man being torn down. So Emmanuel, God with us, is not just a Christmas thing, saying that God came to earth, but it means that, that Jesus came here and he became man and he tore the veil between heaven and earth so that you could have uninterrupted communion with God. That, that, that little thing that we did with the cracker and the juice and we talked about Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, okay, that's great. That is, that is communion as, as an ordinance. But you can have uninterrupted communion. You can have uninterrupted relationship with Jesus all the time. All the time. You can have a holy moment at every hour of the day. Because of Jesus. Because he's come to bring hope. He's come to bring life. He's come to bring salvation. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes for a second? I don't want you to miss the opportunity to experience God with us. I don't want you to miss the opportunity to experience His presence and His power and His life changing his life changing grace 
whatever situation you're facing, whatever, whatever your situation looks like, Jesus has an answer. He has an answer for the problem of sin in your life. He has a problem for the separation that you feel from God. Come on, step one is this, to receive his free gift of salvation. We only had a few people who who like to receive gifts, but let me tell you this, this is a gift that you want. Come on, every head bowed, every eye closed, out of respect for those who are considering making this decision right now, if you feel far from God and you want to feel his forgiveness and you want to accept his gift of salvation and you want to make him king over your life, would you lift a hand right now? Nobody's looking around. I'm the only one. Yep, I see that. Come down. Anybody else? I see it. Put it down. Come on, just 10 more seconds. Anybody else? I see that hand. Put it down. I see it. You can put it down. I want you to pray this with me. And everybody pray along. We want them to feel like a part of this family. Amen? I want to pray this. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry that I chased other things and not you. But now I make the decision to follow your lordship. I give you my life because you gave me your life first. I accept your forgiveness. I accept your grace and I accept the gift of salvation. Thank you for loving me. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. You guys need to give a cheer for our new family members. Come on, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Bible says that whenever people choose to make that decision, there's a party in heaven so let's, let's have a party right now. Can you guys lift up a cheer for people who made that decision today? Come on. Hey, if you just made that decision, take a second, whip out your phone. I want you to text Jesus to 315-444-2100. Myself and a couple of other people see those messages. I want to connect with you personally. I want our team to be able to connect with you You have just made the decision to join a great, big, sometimes dysfunctional, but very loving family. And a family that loves you very much. Come on, would you guys stand with us? As we worship the Lord and we we give him praise for what he is doing and what he has done in this place. hope you enjoyed today's message. We want you to know that God wants a personal relationship with you. If you've never had that relationship with him, today is a great day 
to start. You can do that simply by saying, Lord Jesus, say this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've walked my own way. I've done my own things. I've done what's wrong in your sight. And so today I ask that you forgive me for those things. I believe that Lord God, you sent your son Jesus to come and die on the cross to take the place for the penalties that I owed. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for taking my place. And thank you God that right now that you are cleansing me from all unrighteousness and everything I've done wrong that has separated me from you. Help me now, Jesus, to have a relationship with you forevermore. Amen. Hey, if you did that today, we're so excited for you. Please reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to help you in your next steps with Jesus.